Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com slash careers. That's opcpest.com slash careers. Where do you go to find all your favorite wine, beer, and spirits with selections customized to local tastes? For over 25 years, that go-to place has been Cox's Spirit Shop. Cox's, Louisville's go-to liquor store. It's time for the Roundtable with Round Daddy. Hey, Round Daddy. The Roundtable with Round Daddy. Me, James Strebel, Big Daddy. With your host, James Strebel. Hey, Round Daddy, James Strebel. Gotcha. On ESPN 680 and 105.7. This is when I fell in love with Kentucky basketball. It It was because of Rick Pitino. Yo, 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 Anna Tarullo here, filling in for my guy, James Strebel. He is doing Valentine's Day. Thanks, no, I'm just kidding. He's doing parent-teacher conferences, so we wish him well. How could he say he fell in love with Kentucky because of Patino? The, the, first the Louisville time, fans are going to go nuts. The first time he said that, he was like, I like Rick. And I literally looked at him, I go, Bozich? Like, I didn't know. He was talking about Rick Patino, But I'm just trying to imagine going to your parent-teacher conference and being a listener of the show, and it's James Strebel sitting across from you. I bet that is fun. I bet that is a blast. I hope if you're a parent at the school, you all grill him with some hot takes. I mean, I hope your kid does well as well. But, um, anyway, give us a text, y'all, 437 I got the text number written down, so I want to know what you're doing tonight for Valentine's Day. I want to know your hot takes. I want to know. Just send it in, um, and that little break that I was munching on some matzo pie. We got that in the back. So good. So delicious. It's getting me through today. But now, without further ado... We're going to join our, my, my guy Dusty Baker is going to join us on the show. Zach, you got Dusty? Dusty's here. Dusty, how's it going, man? Hey, how's it going, y'all? Thanks for having me. It's a, a great Valentine's Day. I don't have to worry about anything because my girlfriend and I celebrated on Monday. So I saw we that. Are, uh, we're in good shape. I saw <laughs> that. And your girlfriend works yeah. in news as well, right? She does, yeah. She works uh, at the the rival. She is a WLKY morning anchor on the weekends and a reporter. Um, and uh, we uh, we have the weird schedules where we kind of overlap a little bit in a very very small periods of time. And so uh, we decided Monday was kind of the day that we were going to do this. And honestly, it was great. We went to the melting pot. Uh, it was her first time there, and um, just uh, had a great time together. And uh, Watched, uh, watched a little bit of The Bachelor as well after that. Okay, good step. And we got my guy Dusty Baker from Wave 3 joining us in place of my guy Kendrick Haskins. Now, what's up with Kendrick? He, he's leading something in the 4 o'clock news. What's he talking about? Yeah, I think he kind of got tossed in the 4 o'clock. Uh, that'll happen from time to time. And uh, he had uh, the topic of conversation. It's a hot one. It's Jeff Walls' comments mm. after Louisville's loss to Syracuse. Uh, UofL, both the men and the women, really tough games against Syracuse, men and women, calls specifically at the end of their games. Uh, but uh, with Jeff Walls as fired up as he was following that game, you knew that the sound today was going to be juicy. And I, I personally, I haven't seen what he said since that actual post-game interview. Um, but I can only imagine 
Jeff is uh, really, really thankful for that $20,000 fine that he got. Uh, and I heard that his way of response is he's chopping wood. So, uh, I saw that. It's a unique way to respond to that. I love it. Man, Jeff's just out there working with his hands. What did he give Sam Purcell at Mississippi State? He got him a pool. He's just all about the outdoors, um, I think. But that's great. Um, so how do you feel about that? You know, ref made an interesting call. They called it an intentional, I believe it was. Uh, I think right. it was that or was it the end of yeah, that um, Louisville right. women's basketball game? Um, right. right. So, so the women's game was the intentional foul at the end on Olivia Cochran. The men's game was a goaltending call mm, uh, yeah. on on Glenn. And so you talk about two game like deciding calls at the end of the games yep. uh, that quite literally decided everything for them. And, and here's my issue: I, I know uh, you know you look at the men's game that was a frustrating call. You can argue though that. There were other moments in the game that the men should have stepped up, and uh, they had their opportunities to win that game. In the women's game, that was as poor of a call as I think you'll ever see, and I Mm -hmm. think Walls has every right in the world to say what he felt after that, and it's just ridiculous that he's the one that's going to be getting fined on the other end for it because there is no sort of you know monitoring of these officials. There there is no way of... Uh, having some opportunity for coaches to step up and say what they believe in outside of the press game, uh, post game press conferences, and um, there's no accountability. Is really yeah. what frustrates me the most. That's and, what I wanted to ask uh, you. Was, do, do you yeah, think that's yeah. something that should happen? Like, are you a believer that refs should show up to a post game presser and be able to held account, be able to be held accountable? I probably have about five or six, seven tweets. You can go find them somewhere. <laughs> Where over the course of my lifetime, I have said that refs need to be in a post-game press conference. Uh, Umpires need to. It's just, I I get that, you know, they're in a very difficult position and you don't want to push them away, but it's a career for a reason. They have to do their job for a reason and they have to do it right. And if they're not doing it right, why do they get a walk away scotch-free, right? Like, that's my issue with it. And so I I have an issue with that. Um, I think that if a player has to own up to why he or she did not play well, then a ref should own up to why they made poor calls. Or uh, Angel Hernandez probably has earned himself about 60,000 uh, post-game press conferences that he's never had to do where he's called a strikeout that the ball is way outside. You know, I, I have an issue with that. And mm-hmm. so um, I, I firmly believe that that's something in sports that should have been done a long time ago. But specifically for situations like this, you know, if you put a ref in front of the media, they're going to learn real quickly that they have to get every call right because the last thing they want is to be, you know, having to answer 10, 15 questions about the same call that they got incorrect. And, and, and so, you know, that's that's something that I firmly believe in. Do I expect it to happen? No. But, yeah, um, yeah it would be very, very nice. I, I think that's an element that should be added. And more importantly, I really think – the ACC needs to take a step back and look at themselves and, and think, you know, wh- why is it that a game can end like this? And it's a game of significant magnitude because not only did L lose their game and it'll drop them in the rankings, mm-hmm. also seating. Yeah. Seating is yeah. a huge issue. It's going to affect their seating. And on top of that, this may be the worst part, because it was a loss to Syracuse, 
Syracuse is in kind of the same realm as far as where their seating may be. Watch at the end of the year, Syracuse get a seat ahead of U of L. Mm-hmm. So now this could be the deciding factor to that. So it's yeah. just a lot of elements that really frustrate me about what took place. I completely agree with you. It's not just the game call, especially when it's an end of game and it determines the outcome of the game like that. It has so much further implications implications than just that game in terms of uh, NCAA tournament seating, etc. But um, it does say here that after that, you know, it, it a rule has changed um, since then. Today it did. And now um, it says the, the after Louisville coach Jeff Waltz was reprimanded for criticizing an Officials intentional foul call with two seconds left in uh, the loss to Syracuse. Uh, now the NCAA has come out with a new rule today that will apply to men's and women's basketball. Um, and it says fouling near the end of the game is an acceptable coaching and playing strategy. Um, teams also foul near the end of quarters when they have fouls to give. And I, I think that's right. Everyone knows you're going to do that. I don't think it's the same thing as an intentional. So that's good to see a little bit of change come from what transpired there. But I completely agree. Now, I'm not sure. I think it could be tough holding refs accountable. You know, because what good is going to come from that? It could just be a pile on. But I think if they know that they have to speak to the crowd, to the media after that, that, you know, they might be a little bit more accountable. And um, yeah, wow. coaches have to do it. Players have to do it. Everybody has to admit when they make mistakes, except for the officials, they seem to be able to hide mm-hmm. behind the league or hide free. behind whoever. And, yeah. you know, Jeff Walls is the one that gets fined, not the officials that missed the call. And yeah. that's the sad part about this whole thing. And it's going to affect you know, futures. It affects totally. people's jobs. Maybe not in this instance because Jeff Walls is safe, but I'm, in general, it affects people's jobs. It affects livelihoods, all that totally. kind of stuff. If yeah. an official gets a call wrong and they need to be held accountable. But Dusty, I wanted to kind of ask you about where do you see this Louisville team and what should right now? Yes, they're making improvements, but they're doing this against kind of the bottom tier teams of the ACC. And, you know, there's people that are using this as kind of their ammo to give Kenny Payne a year three. Is it possible that, yes, the talent is winning some games on this roster, but also that this shouldn't be taken as more seriously than what it has been, you know, where they've made some improvements. But over the last four games or so, that doesn't undo everything that happened before that. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, you still have to look at the fact that, yeah, they, they won against Georgia Tech, right? They won against Florida State, but the majority of their games have not been consistent performances, and I think that that's something that has to stand out. They go on the road to Boston College, and, you know, they lose by double digits, right, right after a victory, and it looks like they're turning the corner. I, I think for the people that are saying Kenny Payne year three, um, you know, I, I don't know if that's just because there's not maybe a clear person that could replace him. Uh, that would be my only argument. I guess counter argument would, however, be that this team has not looked good across the board. They they've turned it on a little bit towards the end, but season's already been over, right? Like the season's been over. Um, and the Syracuse game, I think, was maybe the game that they played the most impressive offensive performance I've seen. Uh, Florida State was kind of at the back end there. I thought they were going to blow it, honestly. So yeah. I, I would say one of the more impressive games was that Syracuse game, and it was unfortunate the way that that ended. I, I do believe this. I'm going to give Kenny his flowers for this. He told us, you know, towards – it was right after the Kentucky game. He said, you're going to see this team change, and you need to give me more time. And we have seen them improve. And so for that, I will give him the flowers and say that is correct. That sure. has happened. Yes. The team is better than the day that we talked to him when he said they would get better down the stretch. Now, here's my problem. What is the standard, right? Mm-hmm. What is the standard for this team supposed to be? Is it supposed to be 
we are trying to get better at the end of the day or it's we're going to try and win games and win games day in, day out. Yeah. That answer needs to be addressed, I think, and that, that should go straight from, obviously, the athletic department. Uh, because right now where this team's at, sure, they're looking better you know, against teams down the stretch here, but you mentioned it, they're kind of towards the bottom end of the ACC, some of these teams they're playing better than or playing better with. Um, and their standards should be as high as it possibly can be. Mm-hmm. And if you're not winning games consistently, I don't care if you were so bad at the start of the year – at the end of the day, you still want a winning product, right? And so that's what L's athletic department is going to have to really think about uh, when it comes to the offseason. We're still a little ways away from there, though. Uh, L, of course, goes on the road at Pitt on Saturday. But at this point, it's it's just so hard with this team because you have guys like Tar- Tyler and uh, Brandon Huntley-Hatfield that have stepped up in a big way, Mike James. But it doesn't feel like we can ever get a full, complete performance across the board. And so that can be a little bit frustrating. And I wonder how much of that's coaching. Uh, to me, I think the players have turned it up a notch as well. Mm-hmm. Completely agree. But you bring up a really good point. Like, yes, it's an improvement for what we've seen, but is it the standard? And I think that's where people kind of fall in line on either side um, of that. Um, what are you covering this weekend, Dusty? Yeah, great question. Uh, so today, I'm actually outside of a, a home of a really great story uh, that we're doing. Tomorrow, it's senior day for um, one of the, uh, actually for a number of the high schools in the region. And so I'm doing a feature story on a manager who has cerebral, uh, cerebral palsy. Ah. Um, and so focusing on that story with her. Then, of course, going into the weekend, you have UofL baseball that's starting up. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's exciting because we'll, we'll cover that, even though that's from a distance. Uh, their first pitch is on Friday against Indiana State. Um, so we'll we'll cover that a little bit. And then, of course, as I mentioned, you have the UofL game on Saturday uh, on the road at Pitt. And then as well as you have the U.K. games and everything going on in between. It's, it's, right now, this is kind of the chaotic time of year for us. <laughs> yeah. Uh, U.K.'s game against Auburn is going to be really awesome to, to watch, too. So those two from a distance, um, we'll be covering those. And it's going to be a lot of being in the newsroom, keeping my eye on the TV, uh, editing a lot. And <laughs> it's going it's to be kind of work-from-home feel, but based uh, at the studio. Really. I totally get that. Uh, what are your predictions? A few U.K. questions for you. I know we've talked about the cards. Um, sure. Number one would be, what are your predictions for this Auburn game? To me, it says a lot um, in terms of standings of where UK is just as a team. Uh, but B, so that's my first question. And then my second part of that is, what were your takeaways from the Ole Miss game? Did that really change your outlook at all on what this team is? Um, how much did it tell you? How much was it a reflection of this team's improvements? And how much of it was it they just beat a mediocre Ole Miss team? Well, so starting, first of all, with the game against Ole Miss, uh, I think defensively, clearly they showed up in a, in a different light than what we've seen. And that, that's not a bad Ole Miss team, by the way. So mm-hmm. um was impressed by that. The offensive performance, I mean, they kind of had a balanced attack, right? Reeves, I think, led the team at 15 points. And you had Justin get involved, Reed, of course, as well, and Dillingham. I mean, you're seeing the young key pieces at least posting uh, decent numbers throughout. And I think this was more of a complete performance than that what they've put up in past weeks. I, I prefer seeing a win like this where they're putting up 75, but they're allowing only 60-plus yeah, right over them scoring 90, but allowing 85-90, right? Like, like mm-hmm. it's, a, it's really 
nice to see an improvement on the defensive side of the ball because that's been the issue all year long. So now, does it change my opinion of the team? Yeah. Not that much because I believe the sky's the limit with this team. I, I think that they have national championship strength and, and they have the talent to do that. But the consistency is also my issue with them is, you know, can they string together defensive performances like this against Auburn? I, I don't know. Um, mm-hmm. But as you turn the attention to the Auburn game, my answer to that question may have been very different if it weren't for what happened on Saturday where Florida just completely dominated Auburn in every yeah. half of the game. I, I'm fascinated uh, today to watch what they do against South Carolina because I think South Carolina is a very good team. Yep. We obviously saw what South Carolina did against UK as well. Uh, Auburn is confusing to me too. So I, I think at this point, <laughs> yeah. you know, the, re- the reality is we're seeing teams that – kind of have maybe the depth is there, but they have some sort of breakdown late, and both these teams have had that. Uh, UK defensively and Auburn, I can't really explain what happened on Saturday. They just didn't come out. They came out flat early. Uh, I know Florida like almost doubled them up in the first half, so that was the big issue for Auburn. So if UK wants to beat Auburn on, uh, on this weekend, they're going to have to get out in front early just like that. Uh, because Auburn's another team that likes to score a ton of points, and mm-hmm. um, they're somewhat similar. And you you look at their most recent losses, and uh, that was when Auburn was kind of shut down offensively. Um, it's going to be interesting. I think they're kind of similar teams. And as far as seeding is concerned, it's going to be a huge deal what happens yeah. this weekend for UK. I'm just curious. At this point, where would you predict UK? What do you think their ceiling is in the tournament at this point right now? Oh. I've been saying Sweet 16. That's okay. personally where I, I've seen it. I think that they're going to get stuck. Uh, I, I'm really nervous because it just – if you look at Lenardi's predictions too, mm-hmm. um, I, I that guy is usually pretty much on point with what ends up happening at the end of the day. And You're seeing UK kind of hovering around a six seed. Yep. Um, that's kind of the, the current mm-hmm. projection at this point. And my concern is somehow, some way, they're going to get stuck in the same bracket – with UConn, that is just a huge concern for me. I don't think that they can go through a team like that. I also think uh, if you look at who they're going to be stuck with in their you know side of the bracket, Marquette is one that I've seen is the rumor to be the the two seed on their side. Um, obviously, this changes over time, but I'd be very concerned about really any of the teams that are in the top eight because I think that there is a a slight step down for UK as far as consistency goes. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other teams in the top eight, they are pretty consistent in their performances. Uh, that, that's going to be the UK downfall is that they've got all this firepower, but if you can't play defense and you can't do it consistently, that is going to bite you in the tournament. Completely. I think that's that's what holds me on my expectations for them in March and beyond. Offensively, obviously great team, but uh, when you're having an off shooting, like you never know in the tournament. You know, you're playing at neutral sites. You just never know how you're going to perform offensively. You need a good defense. Just one thing before we let you go, Dusty. Um, so... Kentucky football is targeting Bush uh, Hamden, uh, Boise State offensive coordinator, possibly as their next move. Do you have any opinions on that? Any thoughts on that? Uh, whether that would be a good fit or not? Whether that would be an exciting um, hire for them? Uh, ha- have you paid it any mind? Uh, a little bit. I So kind of wild, but I have family in Boise. So okay. I, I keep uh, close eyes on Boise State quite a bit. Um 
if you watch the offense for Boise over the second half of the season this past year, it was a completely different team. I, I don't want to talk about that bowl game that they played in with UCLA because yeah. um, they basically didn't have any of their core roster. But Hamden was gifted a really good running back uh, with Genty. So mm-hmm. was kind of I think he kind of rode the coattails of that a little bit. But overall, his his performance, in my opinion, I think it's an okay hire if it does happen. Um, like I, I wouldn't be upset about it. I think it's just kind of one of those where you sit there and say it's it's fine, um, but it's nothing that really opens my eyes to thinking that this is going to be much different than what we've seen in the past. Okay, um, especially considering I think you know you saw what Cohen did and. Uh, Cohen had a very decent impact on on that offense, and I, I don't see Hamden being a guy that's going to step in and really be any more impactful than what Cohen was. Um, I, I do think it's interesting. Hamden was kind of set back by Andy Avalos, uh, okay. who is now the defensive coordinator at TCU. Um, I am curious what that looks like for Hamden if he goes to a team like UK where maybe he gets more free reign with Stoops. I'm not sure how that will kind of work. And uh, like mm. you said, it, it's kind of just a, an initial thought that I've had when I saw the report. Um, but Boise's offense wasn't necessarily the problem this past year for them when they did lose. It was a mix of, I think, Avalos kind of lost the locker room, and that's mm. why he was fired. Uh, and then there was the resurgence after their assistant coach was brought in, and uh, now he's actually their, their head coach. Um and I think that maybe Hamden had a little more flexibility offensively. I think Avalos kind of was the problem across the board there. So maybe it'll be nice if Hamden gets a, a new change of scenery, too. Yeah, that's a great point. I think that is also the age-old question with Kentucky football, especially offensively under Stoops. Uh, you know, can he be hands-off on the reins there and let the offense do what it wants um, to do? But, Dusty, thank you so much. Dusty Baker joined us. Uh, Wave 3 News. Uh, where, where can you see? Where can we see you? And uh, tell us your social media. How can people follow you? Yeah, yeah. You can find me on Twitter at Dusty Baker TV. Um, we uh, actually, my buddy and I, we're also restarting our podcast. Let's so go. We, uh, we do something. Uh, yeah, we uh, we do a baseball podcast. Actually. Okay. So we're uh, we're bringing that back. So you can find all those details on my Twitter account. But uh, we talk fantasy baseball. We talk MLB. Um, everything in between. So you can catch that there as well. We're we're restarting it as the uh, the season begins. Pitchers and catchers have reported, and uh, this is. It's a beautiful time of the year. You have college <laughs> basketball, you have the NBA, and you have baseball, the crack of the bat. Uh, it's, it's a beautiful time. I love it. Dusty, thank you so much. I hope you have a great rest of the week and great weekend, and we will talk to you soon, buddy. Hey, thank you so much. Happy Valentine's you Day. You too. And, uh, have a great, great rest of your day. Good stuff. Thank you, Dusty. Love that, Zachy C. What did you think? Anything stick out to you from what he said? Yeah, I mean, the Boise State offensive coordinator search, I find that interesting. Of course, Kentucky football, going into a nine-game SEC schedule, I think is going to be fascinating. And I'm with Dusty as far as the ceiling of this Kentucky team, I think, is Final Four national title. The the, the ceiling is the roof, as Michael Jordan That's what's so frustrating with Cal. (laughs) The ceiling is the roof, all-time quote, Michael Jordan. And then they won the title that year. But that's what's so frustrating about Calipari is you never know how low the the floor is, truly. But Um, that's what we've said all year. Would it surprise you if this team's in the Final Four? No. Would it surprise you if this team is out the first day of the NCAA tournament? Also, no. no. And no. That's what makes them interesting, but that's what also makes them frustrating if you're a Kentucky fan is just 
what what version of you the have you everything getting? else what's the common denominator you have the talent you have everything else you could ever it's want the coach it's the coaching and it's Thank happened you. they look kentucky should be the gold standard of college basketball they haven't won okay a title. don't they say that be. to me Zach, ptsd zach because <laughs> john calipari says that all the time he does but at 12 years without what a is national the gold title, standard to him nine years without a final four don't say that. It's so true, though. It hurts. Yeah. It, it hurts. It's ridiculous. It With should, the wealth of riches, the spoil yeah. of riches that you have. Do you really care? Like, as a Kentucky person, like, are you big on, you know, they have seven all NBA guys. And Screw you, that, How many dude. guys are there? Who, how who, many draft picks do they to have? To me, that's and, embarrassing. If you have seven... Hundred, but seven NBA All Stars this year. Really? Yeah. And you've won one championship in eleven years. And then to say like years? the greatest day in the history of Kentucky basketball was in 2010 when they had all those first round. To picks. me, that is a slap in the face to the fan base. Yes, you don't say that. You know that is a controversial thing yeah. to say. How many players have we talked about over the years that have gotten better since they left Kentucky? Devin Booker was on the 99. bench at Kentucky. Yes, <laughs> Kevin Johnson. I mean, like think about so many of them. Yes, uh, Shea. I mean, you know, quickly. I mean, just kind of shine, which is great. I mean, I know it takes guys a little bit to get developed and to even grow into their body physically when you have that type of NBA talent. But So who's going to be that guy this year? It's, is it going to be Edwards? Is it going to be Dillingham? Who's going to be the guy? It's that, not going to uh, be Edwards. I'm, I'm it's going to be Dillingham. It's going to be Rob Dillingham. He's going to be an unbelievable player in the NBA. I cannot wait. I mean, like, he reminds me of Steph Curry a bit. Like, there's moments during the game. Like, last night when I was watching, I just saw, I love, me and my dad watch games together. We love to watch the games. But we, there's moments, Rob Dillingham does something we just look at like I just looked at him with my my wide wide open my my jaw was on the ground I was like what just crazy just his feel for the game offensively I think we'll see a lot he's the best iso player arguably in the entire country he's a great three-point shooter and he needs to play more minutes Cal he does he is they're so much better with him on the floor but we are going to head to break uh very quickly you are listening to the round table on ESPN 680 Taking care of your family isn't always easy, so we make sure getting care when you need it is. With Baptist Health Urgent and Virtual Care, we bring you more options and greater convenience, too. With video visits available 24-7 and online check-in through MyChart for in-person visits. To check in online or to set up a video visit, go to baptisthealth.com slash careanywhere. When it's time to replace your heating and air system, we know people want options. That's why you'll always get a free second opinion with BJ Heating and Cooling. Plus, for a limited time, get 0% financing for 60 months on a new Bryant system. Call the experts you can trust at BJ Heating and Cooling. Welcome back to the Roundtable with Round Daddy. Now here's Round Daddy, James Strebel. Not Round Daddy today. It is Anna Tarullo today filling in for Jay Shreves. He's doing some parent-teacher conferences. So your girl has got the mic going on on this Valentine's Day. I need y'all to get it together and text us, please, 437-9680. I want to be the hey, love doctor. It. Come there on, go. I got it because I wrote it down this time. Yeah. I never know the number, y'all. You are the love doctor. I'm the love doctor. So for this last hour and a half, I, by the way, I'm single and 31, so I'm not 
really a love doctor. Yeah, I'm but single and 30, so. It's okay. It happens. So it happens to it the does. best of us and the worst of us. So I want to know your questions. I want to know your hot Valentine's Day takes. Do you love it? Do you hate it? Do you like conversation hearts? I know that would, that was a big topic of conversation um, on with uh, the V Show with Nick. No. Um, yeah, it was big topic of conversation. But a lot of people are asking, like, are we going to do Wins Weird Wednesday? Y'all, I thought about doing Weird Wednesday today, but I just didn't have... I just wasn't ready to take that on. Like, to me, that's a sacred, honorable thing. So I know Thursday, Jay Streep's my boy James. He's going to come back with some weirdness. Um, this is great. I was going to say, that's Streep's thing. Yeah, that's Streep's thing. Plus, I mean, it is Valentine's Day. Isn't that weird enough? That is weird enough. But, like, if you all want any, like, astrology readings, I'm, like, pretty good at that. Like, I can do that. Like, what's your sign, Zach? I have no When's idea. When's your birthday? March 7th. You're Pisces. How about that? I'm like, God, you're like into your feelings. You're like ethereal. You're like, you know, you're you're about it. You're a sensitive guy in a good that was way. A lie. It's true. It's true. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't sound like me at all. It's just you, okay? <laughs> just rock with it. Okay, this is so sad. So uh, we're watching right now. We got the ESPN. We got the ESPN on in. Um, this Chiefs championship parade is so sad. They got 10 people shot, three critical, one person has passed away from that. That's just awful. That makes me really, really sad. Um, nothing is sacred. Nothing is protected anymore. Schools, churches, Super Bowl, sports parades. You can't, movie theaters, nothing. That that, that breaks my heart. I hate that. So thoughts and prayers out um, to Kansas City. Kansas City is a beautiful uh, city. I've been one time... My expectations were ground level. I, I didn't think it was going to be for me. It was one of the coolest places that I have ever been. Did you get some barbecue? I got some barbecue. I mean, it is so cool. They had this whole, they call it the Plaza Plaza thing. It's like this outdoor mall. It looks like you're in Europe. Yeah. I went for my friend's bit. Like, that's one of the cities I would move to. Like, it was that cool. It moved me that much. It was very, very, very okay. awesome. But um, I've always wanted to go out there just because, of course, fascination with the Chiefs. It's and they love so. the Chiefs. Oh, yeah. Every Uber driver I had was chiefed out, baby. Yeah. Yeah. They it's had. like the one stadium that feels like a college environment. Yes, I've heard. Arrowhead. I love it. This is just, this is breaking my heart. I absolutely hate this. But, um, Zach, you see, we haven't had the chance um, to catch up since the Super Bowl. Yeah. I would just like to say, you guys, let me just go on record saying this. Um, sorry for being right about everything, is what I would <laughs> like to say. <laughs> I said it about the Last night, they won by 12, baby. And then what did I say? Going into this. I need to move to Vegas. Like, someone needs to pay me for this. Um, my Nostradamus time is going to run out. But what I said about Chiefs Niners, I said I think it's going to be a close game coming out of the end. And who would I love? Who would I pick more yeah. in that close game scenario than Patrick Mahomes? So thank you. I'm taking my bows. I'm accepting my flowers. I y'all. will do kind of the same because I said 27-23 Kansas City, but I okay. also said it could be like the 49ers up 23-20. Mahomes gets the ball last and he goes down and wins the game, Boom. which is exactly so what So you happened. were on my same page with that. Yes. So what, what were your overall thoughts? Super Bowl. So what were you thinking? The first three, two and a half, three quarters of the game weren't great. But it was boring it to was. start. I'll tell you this. It was though. a snooze fest, yeah, both, man. I'll say this, though. Both defenses were really good. The Chiefs' defense. Everybody thinks of the Chiefs as Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. Mm-hmm. The key to this team all year was their, their defense. Their defense was so much better. But yes. that, that's where Patrick Mahomes shy. If your defense can keep you in it, yeah. he's going to win you, you know, even Mah- though your receiving course yeah. sucks. And the highest compliment I can give Patrick Mahomes is this. When he got the ball with a minute 40 to go and they're down three, I knew that 
they were at least going overtime. I knew that wasn't going to be the end of the game. They were either going to score a touchdown and win the game, or they were going to kick field goal to go to overtime. They kicked mm-hmm. field goal, went to overtime. San Francisco got the ball first. They should not have done this, by the way. They what should were have- they? How about the fact that nobody on that um, Niners roster knew the freaking overtime rules? So they didn't even know that if they scored a touchdown that they thought that that would have been the end of the game. So I would have liked to have seen now in retrospect the 49ers score a touchdown and then jump around celebrate and think they uh-huh, won the Super Bowl. Won. And then, oh, oh, we got to go play That is defense. such an indictment on Shanahan. Yeah. That's embarrassing. Now, that your players are coming out and being like, no, I didn't know it was different. And, How? And not to mention on the other side, the Chiefs were asked about this and they'd planned this for a couple weeks. They said, yeah, we were going to go for two. We had everything all lined up. So they, they practiced this over and over again. And then, so the 49ers... They get the ball first. They kick a field goal. And I knew, again, as soon as Patrick Holmes went out there, I'm like, okay, this time they're winning the game. Mm-hmm. Then I don't even think about it. Look, Patrick, no question. If you're leading a drive for your life, there's really only three people in the history of the league you can pick from. Tom Brady, Joe Montana, and now Patrick Holmes. He's in that conversation. He's on track to be the GOAT. Andy Reid is on track to maybe be the best coach of all time. Back-to-back champs I love for the first Andy Reid so much. Who doesn't like Andy Reid? That's a guy that... Look, wouldn't you like to just sit around and have a beer and a barbecue with Andy Reid? I Who know I like would that? love him. I know we. Be, I just want to hug him. Like I just want to hug se- him. He seems like a lovable guy. And that stash is killing it always, even when it's frozen. I know. Uh, He's yeah, right like up in there in that stash game, baby. Yeah. So I love it. Respect. Yes. And and his wife's got that mob wife yeah, aesthetic she recently. Yeah, she's uh, she's in them furs. Oh, I just want to sit with her at a game. Yeah, I want to be okay. Here's my thing: you can hate on Taylor Swift as much as you want. I'm not going to. But you know you want to be in that box of with the Kelsies with Taylor Swift. She sometimes got like ice spice in there, which who cares? I don't care about that. I want to be there just to hang with Jason. I want to hang with Jason. I want to. I love JC Kelsey. If you look like JC Kelsey and you behave like him, please text me, DM me. <laughs> Let's get married. Let's hang out. There's we don't even have to get married. Right we can just date. Yeah. Like, just let me know. So, Jason Kelsey is the cooler Kelsey. I don't think there's no any doubt because he's it. the realer Kelsey. Yeah, he and is. what's more attractive than being real? Now, what's cooler than ice cold? I, what's cooler right, than being right, cool? Right. Ice cold. Okay, yeah. Yeah, we can go on the outcast to go yeah. down that rabbit hole. But. I the thing that cracked me up is all the people that were complaining about Taylor Swift. You know how so fifty four seconds, fifty four seconds of a four hour mm-hmm. football game and plus halftime show. Fifty four seconds. That's nothing. I don't know Relax. how you look at her and him together. Okay, so so here I am. Okay, here here's my deal. Yeah. I liked Taylor Swift's like country early stuff. I thought it was cool. Like I saw her when I was like fifteen, sixteen. Loved it. Okay. I don't, I'm not a fan of Swifties. I don't like Swifties because they get a little intellectually elitist. And it's like, you're not the smartest people on earth, okay? Sorry you've read a little bit of literature that doesn't make you better than anybody else. You're they like, think their whole personality it's is It's like white girl mediocrity. It's yeah. like, okay, girl, like, listen, let's yeah. put it in perspective here. But right. if you, so I'm, a, I'm of the thing, it's like, you know, so many women, it's like they like Taylor Swift. That got them into football. I like football, and that's made me like Taylor Swift more. It's like she's all she's entering into my world, and it's like this is the first time that she's really dated a hot guy. So that makes me so excited. It makes me feel like um, I'm doing vicariously. Like it makes me excited. Yeah. And then they're so in love. Do you know Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift? They're so in love. They're like hugging and kissing. I love that. That's so exciting. So I'm cool with it, man. And look, by the way, if that gets you into football, all the better. I'm I freaking love. Totally, it. Well, see, if we need more people that become football fans. 
I'm like totally that. okay with that. To a certain degree. I like that, but I, I don't like, okay. Do you see how many? Maybe I'm being sexist. I don't like the dad take that it's like, my daughter only got in it because of Taylor Swift. This is our first way to bond. It's like, bro, you could have gotten into football with your daughter yes. before Taylor Swift. Thank you. Thank you for that. Like, I've been I say- hate that. I've been saying that the entire that take time. take is dumb Look, and if, old and tired. If that's what it took. Fine. Then but you, you don't, don't have your eyes open. Yes. There are many ways that I could get my daughter into football that have nothing to do with Thank Taylor you. Swift. Thank you. Women and can be football fans. Well, and I, that, okay. Okay. Can I be honest? Almost as a woman, it almost feels disrespectful to me that it's like, the only way I can get my daughter to care is Taylor Swift. Get out of here right now. Get out of my face yeah. with that. You don't, what, That's dumb. You don't have to know like cover three or blitz packages or anything like that. It's a, but you could just enjoy it's, football. It's a microcosm of life. It's win. It's lose. It's You know what I'm saying? It's, it's being it's a good exciting. teammate and all that kind of... Football There's, is the greatest microcosm of life. Of life. Sports are. Sports in general. In general. That's yes. why I love them. It's just a roller coaster. Yes. And I, I love it. How'd you feel about the halftime shows, like you see? I was cool with it. Now, look. You cool with that? Yeah, I thought the halftime you rocked show. With that? I, I was good with that. I would say it was like a B, B plus kind of performance. Okay. I don't think it was great by any means, but I've got to say, like, of course, as soon as Yeah started, I hear Lil John and Ludacris. I go back to fifth grade in the back of the bus. I was twerking in front of my whole family. We had my sister and cousin's birthday party. Yeah. There was like new cousins, like, and new family members I never even met who were there. And I was like, twer- I like got up. I was like, yeah, it just got me going, man. The, be- the best thing about getting older is now the Super Bowl halftime show is starting to get catered toward our demographic. Totally. It's like, we are the oldies now, baby. We're the boomers now. Yeah. Something like that. Okay, what's your favorite halftime show ever? Talk to me. Prince is the best halftime oh, show ever. Oh, thank you, Zachy C. You just won so many points in my book, it's sick. Let's go. You just won every point. He did Purple He's Rain the, in the Rain. In the what rain? What beats that? If that's not religious to you, you need to wake I, I'm up. A, I'm also a Colts fan and we won that Super Bowl, so, so I that makes remember. that mean that could have tinted it yeah. a little bit. Plus, I love, I mean, I did like the Eminem, Snoop Dogg, Dr. Dre a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. I thought that was up there. I think Bruno Mars and uh, Chili Peppers and Super Bowl 48. That game was a dog, but that performance was great. So good. Yeah. And the Beyonce win. So I worked a Super Bowl for CBS. It was 2016. I was right out of college. So the Broncos Panthers Super Broncos Bowl. Broncos Panthers. It was so freaking cool. I got to like shout out reporters and go to all the stuff. It was just amazing. And I was just a runner. Like I wasn't doing anything cool, but it was awesome to be around everything. And that is... Um, the Super Bowl that Beyonce debuted her like formation song and like her really big like kind of like new album and stuff and so I got to hear them practicing and stuff like the few days leading up yeah. to it knowing she was doing this brand new song and it was so freaking cool. Wasn't that Coldplay that was the headliner? I, I believe it was. They, I don't even know. I just remember the, it was They Beyonce. weren't so unmemorable that we I don't know. know. Even like I'm so sorry like I forgot that Rihanna did it last year. Oh, I remember that only because of the pregnancy She was like thing. pregnant? Yeah. yeah. See I the one that I, I forgot was Maroon 5. I yeah, forgot boo. about it. I was so mad at them. Yeah. So they did the Super Bowl halftime in Atlanta when, you know, Outcast was I, there. Stop! Outcast would be the best. What are you talking about? Get some Luda going. Atlanta? You have Maroon 5? There are so many good rappers in Atlanta. What are we what doing? What are you doing? Yeah, that was the one Such I did Such a missed not opportunity. Understand. You could, oh man. And, oh, stop. Like, I'm emotional thinking about what an Outcast Super Bowl halftime could be. Oh, man. Woo! That could be awesome. But you know what? I learned this great story. I think I saw it on Twitter or something. So it was that, you know how the Super Bowl halftime performance came to be, the big halftime show. Yeah. And it was that, okay, y'all might get a little bit mad at me, but... um, I can't remember. It was either like Living Single or... In Living Color. In Living Color. That's what it was. So you know the story. Yes, I do. So like In Living Color like did like a live 
episode on the Super Bowl halftime show, uh, the Super Bowl during the halftime. So they got like so many of the viewers to switch over. And after that, the NFL or whatever station had it. Yeah, they had 30, 40 million people switch over and watch In Living Color halftime. Do you you know who they got the next year? Michael Jackson, baby. That's right. And the Super Bowl halftime show was born from that. So how cool. I had no idea that it was such a... Oh, yeah. It evolved so quickly from like nothing to like Six Super Bowls before they recognize, you know what? Super Bowl halftime might be a big deal. And by the way, Super Bowl halftime every year gets a higher rating than the game itself. Does it really? Yeah, because people that don't watch the Super Bowl tune in just for that 12-minute block. They're in there. They're on there. Maybe not this year so much because 200 million people across all the networks watch the Super Bowl. It's the most watched television event of all time. It passed the moon landing. Did it really? Yeah. Listen. Well, I guess so many more people have TVs now. Yeah, and you back know? see, it's the most watched single network event because back then when they had the moon landing, they had like the big three channels, and all of them showed the moon what landing. What was the moon landing on? Oh, all of them showed it. Yeah, they all showed the moon landing. See, that's because it was such a big thing back then. It's like nowadays, it would you be had a big them. thing right now. Oh, of course, it would be. I'm just that's saying, like, I'm how like... many events are televised by all the major networks anymore? Like maybe the presidential election. That's about it. Yeah, no, that's it. Or like if it's like a breaking news event, they all yeah, break like in. You know. A, God forbid some big tragedy happened. Yeah. That would be it. You know, I worked for a, a major news network. I worked for Fox right after, you know, I graduated college, started my career in New York, then moved to D.C. working for Fox. And it, it was, you knew it was a big event when all the networks kind of broke in at the same time. But interesting about the moon landing. I didn't, yeah. I've never thought about that. Was that on one specific station? But I guess it was on all of them. That's yeah, NBC, ABC, cool. CBS were the big three at the time. That's when you really only had those three networks. And they all decided to cover the moon landing in like July. 1969, Neil Armstrong. Yeah. So he, now that's not the most watched event. Now it's Brock Purdy, Patrick Mahomes. Now Holmes, it's Brock Trent Purdy, Taylor baby. Sw- hey, I, Brock Purdy season. I like Brock Purdy. I think I he- don't. We're so opposite on that. Wow. I like him. I respect him, but I'm bored by him. Like I'm not like Brock Purdy, my nail guy. The you guy who does Brock my nails loves my nail guy is like Brock Purdy, the electric boy. Like he loves him, but I'm like, bro, he like just doesn't do it for me. Like he's cool, he's fine. I watch him. I respect him. I think he's good, but yeah, he's good. Nothing about him. Him. The story's great. He was Mr. Irrelevant, the last pick of the draft. And, and he's the first quarterback to be that you, low of a draft pick, yeah, right? In yeah. a Super Bowl. Yeah. Did you see last week at the media day when they asked him, hey, you look like Lee Harvey Oswald. What do you think? <laughs> what did he say? I know he they asked him, but he didn't answer. Not really. Ah, and then the ones where he looks like uh, John Harbaugh. Was yeah, it John? It was yeah. John. Yeah, that one makes a little sense. That like, one a little, makes a little bit more sense. But Lee Har- like who came up with that? Who was just going through photos of Lee Harvey Oswald and like, oh, it looks like Brock Purdy. Yeah. Like maybe. Hmm, very, very, very interesting. But um, yeah, that, all right. that wouldn't have been great. Would not have it. That wouldn't have been a compliment to me. No, I don't want to look like a guy who shot the president. No, I wouldn't be feeling good. I wouldn't leave that interaction feeling I, like I really don't think good. So. About I don't think. It. Yeah, I would not want to be compared to that. No. But that's just me. Have you ever gotten a comparison that's like you look like this? No, not really. You've never gotten one ever. Not really. Come on, Zachy. Who do you get? Who do you think? If you could guess, you guess me. <sighs> be nice. I'm always scared. People are going to be like Rosie O'Donnell. No, not Rosie. <laughs> Who do you think? I don't know. Nothing immediately jumps to mind. I'd I have to like feel a, like a side by side. I sound like a little like sometimes I get Megan Fox, but I'm not trying to be like, oh look, look, Megan Fox. But it's like the dark hair, light eyes, like kind of yeah. does it. You okay, know what I mean? Yeah, I could, I could do. But you like, I kind of sound like a d bag saying that. So <laughs> I need, I, I need really like a side it. by side with Megan Fox, and then I can be like, okay, yeah, that looks about right. Okay, so okay, see, thank you. Okay, so. 
We just got this text that says, Anna, you know what Shreba would say about the moon landing and the Taylor Swift Super Bowl, both are psyops. Okay, so I wanted to bring that up. Let's get a little weird. We have a few minutes. We have a few. Let's get weird on these last 12 minutes before 5 p.m. Yeah, so I think that's very true. Let's talk about conspiracies. Let's talk about moon landings. Where are you on the moon landing? By the way, I'm just now looking at the uh, mouse pad that we have. It's not a mouse pad. It's like a little pouch. It's a satchel. Right. This place it's hasn't a, been yeah, cleaned since satchel. 1992. So, <laughs> right, Sierra's right. That's Julia right. Roberts. Someone said Julia Roberts. Me? No. You think I do? Oh, that'd be so nice, but I don't think so. I hope my smile is as luxurious as hers. Someone said Megan Fox is not as hot as Anna. I love you. You might need to get your vision checked, but I love you all the same. Keep sending me, keep texting in compliments. Well, it for is me. Valentine's Day. Y'all. How about that? Yeah. Send me, in val- send me in Valentine's and compliments or flowers chocolate. to you. Chocolate? No chocolate? Thank you. Yeah, I got nothing. Chocolate too. Death Megan Fox. Yeah, boy. That's my Valentine's. That's my Valentine's Day treat. Y'all just send me compliments, okay? Yeah, I love being in charge of this text line now. You realize that Taylor Swift and uh, Travis Kelsey, they're all dating. It's a psyop so that Joe Biden wins the election again. Okay. But, okay, 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 okay. But did you see Joe Biden <laughs> tweet of the Super Bowl. I didn't understand. Yeah, yes, I saw it. It was like him with red eyes. I thought it was a parody. I know. Like, you know, some intern did that, but I think Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift are really in love with each other. You don't fake some of that. Oh, I think they are. And she was holding Donna's hand. I think she's a good girlfriend. Yeah, I think that's real. Like, she gets it. Oh, did you see how uh, Trump took credit for Taylor Swift's whole musical career? Like, on what? He signed a modern music modernization act. On 4chan? Like, no one's listening to you, Donnie. Yeah, so he signed a modernization act, apparently, which makes Taylor Swift famous. And he's like, oh, so, you know, I would like Travis, even though he probably can't stand me because he's a liberal. Like... Oh, so you only like Travis because he plays football, probably. Don, you gotta make it about yourself, Don. Of course he does. He makes everything about himself. And that's what's tough. That is what is tough. So do you believe T Swift and um, Travis Kelsey? Do you think it's the real deal? Do you think they were set up? Do you think it's a psyop? What do you think it is? No, I think it's real. I think it's real. It's real and spectacular. You know, the Seinfeld, it's real and it's spectacular. I never never watched Seinfeld. What? Or Friends. Like, I hate Friends. Okay, I could see more Friends, but Seinfeld? What? I've maybe caught like an episode or two. Oh, in my life. come on, Anna. My maybe key, that's what I should do. My keychain is Vandalay Industries. It's I don't a know running what it bit means, from Seinfeld. But I love that for you. I love yes. any type of bit if you commit to You know what keychain I had forever? Did you ever see that little clip on YouTube about um, the Wizard of Oz where it's like. She wore a dress and came down in a bubble, duh. Oh, yes. Mine was that quote. I saw some, one of my friends was like, oh, check out my new ringtone. I'm like, welcome to 2009, dude. Yeah. What is it? My milkshake? Like, is that your ringtone? Remember people used to pay money for ringtones and I have had my phone on silent for like 15 years. That was still kind of cool. Or like the playback tone. Yeah. Did you ever have that? It would always be like a shaggy song. It would be like Dilemma by Nelly because they were like breaking up with their boo. It was like freshman year of high school. Oh, we're really digging Y'all text us. What was your your ringtone? Oh, wait. You guys want to know something hilarious? My ringtone in seventh grade. I got a cell phone in probably sixth grade. I didn't have one. Um, I got one in eighth because I was playing sports. Because you were counting it. So I got one in sixth grade, but no one else had one at that time. So I remember I discovered texting in seventh grade, and it was good. It was a good time, but my ringtone. Oh my god, y'all! This is so embarrassing. Seventh Tex- grade. Dexter said Republicans saying Travis Kelsey's a liberal is hilarious. It's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> 
Anna, you me a bottle of wine and watch in the office tonight. Sure. Where are you? Who are you? That sounds like actually incredible. Um, so anyway, my ringtone, the seventh grade, was, um, do you know the song Bad by Mike Jones? Yeah. Mike Jones. Mike yes. Jones. Yeah. Of course. I need a dime. Best top of the line. Cute face, slim waist with a big behind. That was my seventh grade ringtone, y'all. Oh, yeah. So. We were doing it big. So, okay, real quick. We have a few minutes left uh, before 5 this p.m. A, this is our own version of Weird no, this Wednesday. This is our Weird Wednesday. That? So y'all can just ignore this, but, you know, we're getting weird. But, okay, how do you feel about the moon landing? Real? Fake? What are your thoughts? Moon landing happened. You I, think? I think it happened. My, like, hesitation. And listen, here's the truth. I would like to blame Strebel for any, like, off topic thought that I have because I was firmly in the non-conspiracy camp for my whole life and then I met Strebel and I think I'm in a cult now and I get worried about that sometimes I'm like I could be in a cult I'm not sure but he kind of just got me thinking about it he said nothing specific but I'm my, my I guess my one hang up with the moon landing has always been the TV part of it like, do you know, working in television, how hard it is to get a live shot going? Maybe you all have worked at better stations than me. I don't know. But to get a good live shot going, like, it's not the easiest thing. And it's 2024. Yeah. What was it? 1969? You're telling me you had some kind of connection up on the moon? Like, that you could do that? That's when they know, still man. had black and white television. And that's what I'm saying. You had the technology to... And who's the guy filming it? Maybe we know that. Maybe I haven't researched enough, but... I have never heard of the guy who filmed it. Exactly. Who filmed the moon landing? What kind of camera did you use? Tell me. Because I'm wondering out. Yeah. So what did they do with Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin? What did they do? You think it was, Would they just have a green screen behind him? I don't see. I haven't thought that far. I'm still hung up on the... I would just be so nervous to get out there on the moon doing the first steps. I'd be well, like, it's never what? happened before, so... Well, they did. Right. Like, you don't know what's going to be out there. And we haven't gone back there since. Why? Exactly. Zach, that's what. I'm, stop. I'm turning into Shrebel. This is something <laughs> I never would happen. I love you, Shrebel. Respect you. But I never thought that I would be in this boat. But we, you know, it just got me thinking. And my main hang up as, you know, a former broadcast journalist is the camera, like the camera work. And. Who knows how all that stuff works with zero gravity? Yeah, it's hard to get a good you live shot you can barely on the ground eat. here. Yes, you can barely get a live shot on the ground. Yeah. With 4G, whatever, 5G, the internet, the power grid. I don't know how it works, but I know it's tougher on the moon. It's one thing that I do know. Well, Zach, do you believe in any like big conspiracy theory? Who is there one that just like kind of hits you and you're like... Well, Lee Harvey Oswald, we talked about him. I don't think he was alone. And he's the one who did JFK. Yeah, he's no. the one that killed JFK. Okay, who's the one who did Martin Luther King? Uh, James Ray. Okay, yeah. Yeah, the, even the, the King, triple he, names. Yeah, even the Kings don't think he did it. I believe. Really? I, I don't the think Kings he did. don't? I don't. Yeah, eventually, like, Coretta. That and, was FBI, I think the for yeah, sure. Yeah, the FBI definitely And JFK was totally King. CIA. I think it's more certain that the FBI killed Martin Luther King than JFK. You think? Oh, yeah. They they're were, they the were trailing Martin me. Luther King for years. They, like, hated him, and then they're on this whole, like, happy MLK day. Get out of here, bro. Yeah, yeah, they're doing it to cover up the fact that they had him killed. That you were the... Yeah, get out of here with that. I'm Come kind of on, on the uh, Courtney Love killed Kurt Cobain, not Kurt Cobain. <laughs> yeah, no, listen, that's, that's a great weird Wednesday, too. Like he couldn't have held the gun at that no. point. Yeah, no, it's a real she thing. She killed him. You I'm think convinced. so? What was her motive, though? His money. You know, that's a motive for a lot of people, so that does check out. But I think CIA for sure with the JFK. That definitely happened. 
That's one that I feel like, okay, what, what's this text say? It says, I think you're underselling how united everyone was in getting to the moon landing. Every available resource went to it. It was a stationary camera, I believe. We went to the moon multiple times in the 1970s. So they weren't like live from the moon, right? No. Oh, I have a good one for okay, you. Okay, hit me with it. Avril Lavigne died. No, I don't believe that. No? No, she's still a skater girl. Come on. Yeah, but after that, her music career changed entirely. She became a totally different singer. She's being impersonated. You think so? Yeah, she died in 2003 because she struggled with her skyrocketing <laughs> fame. And she now, she, now her career. Now she's named Melissa. That's why what, Melissa? I don't know why Melissa, but... We gotta know that yeah. after the that's song. A, that's a weird name, but... you know, and there's It's a beautiful the other, name. Shout out to every Melissa. Do you think Princess Diana, do you think that was real? Yeah, but I think it was orchestrated. Yeah, it was, I, I think it was orchestrated. Oh, Leaves is here. Yeah, they said that the the limo driver intentionally crashed the car. I could oh, see that. no doubt. Of that was that was drunk, a Prince. But... What's his name? Charles. Yeah, Charles. That was a that was a a job by him. I think so for I think, sure. Oh yeah, those. So those are some good ones. Okay, someone says it was a stationary camera. I believe on the moon. Okay, so here's the thing. Obviously, I was not around at that point in time. It wasn't like live footage from the moon, right? No. I don't was it so. live from the moon or was it like sent back? You can barely do that. Okay, listen. When I lived and worked in West Virginia, you could barely send stuff back from 20 minutes away. Get out of here with the moon. I'm not saying I don't believe it. I'm just saying I have questions from the technological standpoint on that. Hmm. Is what I got to say. Area 51, definitely home to aliens and government secrets. Yeah. That's real. A lot of people believe it was staged. Staged? Area 51? Well, the, the whole moon landing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, that's yeah, what that's we're, what talking, we're about. talking about. I'm late to the party. Now, where are you on that, though, Leaves? By the way, Mark Lieberman joining us. Let's go. There's a movie, Capricorn One. I knew you were going to have a movie. Okay. Do you it's, like it? Is it good? It's a good movie. It's a good movie. Um... Uh, O.J. Simpson is one of the stars. <laughs> Having said that, <laughs> he was what? one of the stars of Naked Gun too, and that's yeah, a great movie. Uh, true, Zach. Um, it 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 showed that it, it was a fake lunar landing, Messiah. and they had to like cover it up the government. It's a fascinating movie. Man, the government! I tell you what. See, it's turned into a weird Wednesday. No, it has. Wacky oh, Wednesday. Yes, had. I let it go. Yeah, we delved right in. Do we you have a fave conspiracy theory, Leaps? Um, Is it cool if I call you Leaves? I've never checked that with you. It's absolutely. Okay, cool. Big oh. Leaves. Look how comfy you I'm are. I'm just like laid back yeah, you right are. now. You're doing great. Um, of course you can call me that. Yes. Leaves. My, my inner Coach. circle. Sir. Yes. No, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> so do you have any conspiracies you believe in? Um, yeah. I'm trying to rack the brain just to be specific about some. I mean... You could tell me off air too. I, I could. No, I've, I've, I have no problem. And yeah, we said like being... Courtney Love killed Kurt Cobain. We've got uh, Avril Lavigne died, and her and her career. That one's not true. Zach. I think it. Is. I hate to. Tell oh, it you. is. It's not. It's much better if it was. The, the <laughs> FBI killed Martin Luther King. Skater Boy was right. not that good of a song to do a whole conspiracy. <laughs> There's the, the conspiracy that Paul McCartney died too. Yeah. 
So do you have any big ones, Leaves? Um, look, just generic. I, I have, I've done some reading, and obviously the stuff on JFK is fascinating to me. Yeah, me too. You know, Let's so get more into that. We're going to take a quick break. I'm going to read a few texts first. Someone said, you look like the host of First Take. Thank you so much. I love you. I don't know who you are. Molly Karam. Uh, we got Grossman coming up next, but you look like the host of First Take. I've gotten that a few times before, and I love her. She does such a great job. Someone said, I wonder if you can get ESPN 680 on the moon. I would trust us. I would trust Zachy C for setting it up that we could get that kind of there. I don't know if I trust me. Someone sent a link about Armstrong's first steps. I'm going to read that. Yes, it was live. See, that's where I have the question. Just hoping to get it uh, down the street. That's what I'm saying. Listen, I lived and worked. Let alone the moon. Yeah, let's go. I just want to make sure you get this in your your car, your Hyundai Sonata. I want to make sure that you're hearing it here. Okay, (laughs) yes, it was live or as live as it could be. Mm -hmm. What does that mean? I'm sure it was a wicked delay. Are you from Boston? Tell me the truth. One small step for man? Giant step for photographers. Okay. <laughs> okay, we're going to head to break. Zaki C said, shut up, get to break. Uh, you're listening to the Roundtable on ESPN 680. We will be right back.